0: Hello all guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Welcome to the newest episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast, taped on Twitch and brought to you on YouTube, on Spotify, on Google and Apple podcasts. I'm Austin. I'm a knockout. Watched a lot of wrestling.
1: I'm dead inside. I mean, I'm David and I'm a noob and I haven't watched nearly as much wrestling. Fuck.
0: I don't know why you're so unhappy. I, I have warned you it's mm-hmm. all good
1: mm-hmm. because mm-hmm.
0: today we are finishing the Katie Vick storyline and all it's it's beautiful glory I uh, David is trying to chug a bottle of his drink maybe to drown himself potentially out
1: came out my nose god damn it uh, <laughs> Oh, fuck, it went everywhere. Oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Okay.
0: (laughs) I will now continue, then. Uh... (laughs) Fuck,
1: God. Fuck. If this ain't an omen of things to come. uh...
0: Yeah, so... (laughs) This arc has been a, a real down, a real, a real low light for both of us on this podcast as we've watched uh-huh. uh, Jerry Lawler uh, unironically ride the hoe train. Uh-huh. We have watched Triple H accuse Kane of necrophilia uh-huh. alongside murder. And we have then watched Triple H, tr- in an attempt to humiliate Kane, dress <laughs> up as Kane and fuck a mannequin.
1: Uh, yes, a thing that was totally humiliating to Kane, and totally not humiliating to Triple H. It
0: says nothing about Triple H at all.
1: It's, <laughs> no, paraphilia, what paraphilia? But <laughs> oh, fuck. we
0: are at the end. This is the last episode of this.
1: Mm, it all thankfully. ends tonight, mm, where, thank God.
0: Uh Kane will face Triple H in revenge in one final match in revenge
2: Mm -hmm.
0: there's other stuff going on in these episodes you know eric bischoff has announced elimination the very first elimination chamber
2: yeah Um, wait wait
1: to just like sneak in a bit of major history into like the worst thing that the wwf has ever done fuck me
0: yeah uh you know chris jericho is saying that he is in fact not a
2: sucker
1: Oh, yeah, uh, he's real. He's still real indignant about about uh, 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 Booker calling him a sucker for some mm-hmm. reason. It's a like real person, despite the fact that it's a thing that Booker does with literally everybody.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Big Show was beefing with Eric Bischoff until he got traded to SmackDown, so it kind of feels like he won that one. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, I just see this as an absolute win, really.
0: Yeah but you know it's been mostly forgotten in our heads what's been going on on the out in the out in the other parts of this episode because uh katie vick has just been so all-encompassing in our brains
1: the 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 katie vick motif if you will the 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 katie The 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 Katie Vick art installation is just such a uh, compelling work of abstract mm-hmm. performance art that one cannot help but hyperfixate, as if hypnotized in some sort of death-longing experience. Uh, just oh oh fuck oh yeah. god, we're back. I don't want to be here, man. <laughs> no,
0: I just wanna. We, and this has been our introduction to the ruthless aggression era
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it was recently brought up to me on uh r squared circle that perhaps the ruthless aggression era is actually way more crass and fucked up than the attitude areas and this feels like the best time to bring this up so yeah wait
1: really you don't <laughs>
0: goddamn say because we talk about how this is the worst thing that WWE has ever done and it's certainly in the top 2 I think. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give a quick summation of some other things that have happened in the ruthless aggression era that you could argue is pretty bad.
1: Oh boy. Oh, I can't wait to hear this shit. We
0: are here to This is a this is this could be considered foreshadowing to future arcs on this podcast.
1: Don't you fucking dare. Don't you dare. Don't you even don't you we start have, with me. I have, will end
0: you. HLA. Hot lesbian action. We have Tory Wilson, Don Marie, and Al Wilson, where Don Marie marries Al Wilson's dad. Tory Wilson's dad, Al, excuse me, and then fucks him, and then he dies from the fucking.
1: Wait, he 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 dies from the fucking. Yep. Death what is, is that news news? I
0: believe I've got I believe I got that right. What the fuck? Uh, the Mexicools. It's where they got a bunch of Mexican wrestlers and had them come out to the ring riding lawnmowers.
1: <laughs> Great. Great. Just add flagrant race. I mean, I guess flagrant racism has never not been a part of the WWE. It's always
0: kind of there. It's
1: always a little bit there. It's like that dull headache that won't like fully go away.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Katie Vick, obviously. That's here.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. The, tri- the
0: Triple H Booker T racism storyline that I mentioned last time when we talked about the origins of the Katie Vick arc and what ended up replacing it as the big WrestleMania storyline.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Again, reminder to everybody at home that apparently the impetus for all this Katie Vick shit was just so Vince could get sick boy Scott Vick to come to WrestleMania and face off against Triple H to avenge his sister after Vince saw like Scott Vick in like a house show or an exhibition match or something and was like, I own that guy. Right. And like, I, I don't fucking know. Pat Patterson or whoever's like, uh, no, Vince, you actually don't own that guy. Like, God like, damn it. God <laughs> damn it. Well, I want to own that guy. That's, uh, he, he tried to manifest it with the Katie Vick storyline. It just didn't
0: no. happen. Uh, Cain uh, raping Lita because he got married to her forcibly and then had sex with her. That's <laughs> a, that's uh, rape for those of you who
1: two are two nickelsing uh, storylines that involve Cain and rape. You'll love to see uh, it.
0: Then he got her pregnant, and then Snitsky caused a miscarriage. Because this- there are only
1: two ways to end a, mis- a, a, a pregnancy angle on wrestling. And one of them's really fucking dumb. Uh,
0: And this all made Kane into a babyface, of course.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I still don't get that. Like, what? Kane became a babyface by raping Lita?
0: Well, technically, it was the shared trauma of the miscarriage that turned
1: him babyface. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, my fucking God. I hate this show, dude. Uh,
0: Kurt Angle trying aggressively... To have sex with Booker T's wife, including saying to her uh, that he wants to have bestiality sex with Charmel.
1: Wait, why do we keep getting like weird angles with like Booker T wanting to, or not Booker T with Kurt Angle having weird like sexual stuff? Because when we did because, TNA last time, Kurt, he had that shit going on too.
0: Because that's kind of where Kurt Angle's character went after he like when he became a heel again after like his original heel character was the, you know, the overly dorky, wholesome dude. Yeah. He was an asshole. Mm -hmm. But then like after that, when he turned heel again, he's just been fucking weird. (laughs) (laughs) He's a, he's a freak. Is that He's a a
1: freak who, who eventually circles back around to weird celibate dork as in TNA, he bans his wife from ringside or whatever.
0: Uh, Eddie is in Hell, where we did an, after the death of Eddie Guerrero, we did a storyline where Randy Orton was beefing with Rey Mysterio, and among other things, he told Rey Mysterio to his face, Eddie ain't in heaven, he's down there in Hell, which is a hell of a thing to say to a person who is actually dead and who Rey Mysterio was actually friends with.
1: I assume this was them trying to build some like go-away heat for Orton or something. Yes, yes. But, like, it was all it was Jesus
0: all there.
1: It was it was, was RICE, dude. It
0: was, it was super tasteless heat heel heat attempts.
1: Yeah, especially when like Eddie Guerrero is like the patron saint of pro wrestling now that now that he's gone, like like you can't like in the year of our Lord twenty twenty two, if you frog splash, people start chanting start chanting Eddie. Like mm-hmm. like we know what the fuck is 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 happening like what <sighs> fucking hell
0: yeah uh jbl at the border where jbl as you remember is a, is a he is a rich asshole texan uh when he was feuding with eddie guerrero he did a bit where he ostensibly went down to the mexican border and attacked anyone trying to cross because he had to beat up them illegals
1: was he a, was he a heel
0: Yes, he's the heel.
1: Okay, okay. Well, at least that's something. At least he's not like that. the va- the valiant face trying to stop them them illegals from sure, taking our sure. jobs or whatever.
0: Sure, sure. Uh, Heidenreich, uh, assaulting Michael Cole in the bathroom, and it kind of getting a little rapey in there. <laughs> like, nothing happens, happens, but like it's become kind of known as it was like this feels like a rape scene.
1: Heidenreich, who is this?
0: Uh, he was some big beefy muscle dude. Um, uh, I will say to add on is that is that it was at least pitched once that he would be a Nazi that had been frozen in ice like Captain America. And then he has been placed in the modern day. But Vince hated that pitch. He thought that was so offensive that he walked out of the room and it was never mentioned again. We're definitely Vince not doing McMahon that. McMahon got
1: so offended that he walked out of the room how? What? What planet do you have to be on to be able to offend Vince, Katie Vick storyline? May Young giving birth to a hand for the sake of a pun, McMahon.
2: Hmm.
0: Um. Mohammed Hassan, where a, a admittedly an Italian American. That's a whole other thing. He's brown oh, enough, Not right? Fucking
1: Italians.
0: But I mean, he, well, he was playing an Arab who was like, "Hey guys, nine 9-11. It kind of caught to me. I've faced a lot of discrimination in America since 9-11 as being an Arab. And then then the crowds were like,
1: boo. Wait, wait, hold up. This is after WWF jumped on on a plot line surrounding like an Arab dude because of 9-11. So now it's fine?
0: Oh, no, uh I... it's the same character, is after he has this bit where he's like, actually, you know, I'm not an evil terrorist just because I'm an Arab. And then, well, they turned him into an evil terrorist. What the fuck, dude? Uh, Tim, The Tim White lunchtime suicides. Uh, probably the worst thing that WWE has ever done, I'm afraid. And we will never cover them on this podcast because thankfully most of them were WWE.com videos. Basically, the storyline goes that Tim White was a referee in the WWE, and he got kayfabe fired. And so they started doing these skits that are supposed to be funny, where Josh Matthews is the interviewer, goes up to Tim White and is talking to him, and he's despondent, and Tim White tries to kill himself. And then the Josh Matthews is like, no, Mr. White, that's not wise. And then... It happens, and then the next week they do a new video where Tim White ostensibly somehow failed to kill himself, so he's just gonna try something else this week. There's like a dozen of these. What the fuck? And they're called Tim White's lunchtime suicides because they were most of them were released on WWE.com around noon, in the middle of the day.
2: What? Uh-
1: Companies in the early aughts, when they were trying to, you know, break into the world of te- internet, where you know they were they were putting out like, you know, the normal like corporate style programming, but make it an internet. I Vince McMahon continues to be the arbiter of very um mm, original ideas by being like, you know, what we can do to like really like get a wedge in like that internet shit is just. Have one of our reps try to commit suicide for 12 weeks in a row on camera? But, oh no, the unfrozen Nazi was was so offensive. That, the that problem. idea he walked out on. That's, that's the most offensive thing that Vince McMahon could ever think of ever. Is the unfrozen fucking Nazi. Even though... In the year of our Lord, 2022, a fucking NXT fighter got a call-up and got named after a Nazi!
0: All hail Gunther Stark. <laughs> Thankfully, it's now Gunther. So now it's just a
1: stereotypical name. Oh, you no, know, he's just he's German. That's, that's the most offensive thing of all, really.
0: <laughs> uh, Vince McMahon is part of his character of being a delusional white guy said his tells, character that was the character at that point yes Oh,
1: that—that is that is that is that is the person austin i think you mean to say that is the person of vince <laughs>
0: mcmahon telling john cena what's good my n
1: word and yeah. booker oh, t yes. is
0: right there to see it and is like tell me you did not just say that
1: yeah yeah shout out to all the john oliver fans out here who have seen that clip
0: yeah. Uh Eugene Densmore. Uh Nick Densmore was a was a high talented prospect in uh in the developmental at the time and they brought him up as Eugene. Uh his character was supposed to be he's kind of a wrestling savant. He's not necessarily a guy for the book with with the book smarts, but in the ring he's basically unbeatable somehow. You know.
1: Okay. Idiot, idiot
0: savant trope
1: basically. So kind of what Orange Cassidy ended up becoming.
0: It's a different kind of thing, because Orange that's, is lazy, not stupid.
1: That's that's fair, but he's still like a rest savant TM.
0: Right, yes, but when they got him up to the main roster, he became a little less savant and a little more idiot. Specifically, oh, he was portrayed as being someone with a mental disability.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> God damn it.
0: And it was treated with all the class and respect that you might expect from mid-2000s television.
1: Ah, uh, yes, all of the respect that I expect. Uh, to quantify that, I believe that would be um, negative five respect.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Kerwin White. Uh, that was when Chavo Guerrero was repackaged as a yuppie golf dude named Kerwin White, whose catchphrase was, If it ain't white, it ain't right. <laughs> Chop, White! So... They put Chavo in white face.
1: What? They turned Chavo Guerrero into a white supremacist yuppie?
0: Yes. What? And a sentence I never thought I would say. Thankfully, Eddie Guerrero died. And so they were like, you know what, Chavo? You can just be Chavo again.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, the, thing, the, the, the silver lining that comes with Eddie Guerrero's death is uncondemning chavo from his white face what i fucking i i hate wrestling dude hey okay.
0: i got a couple more before we move
1: on don't worry what how, how are there you... more you've listed off so many and the, some of they're each so, so awful in their own way how are there more so there we, we have eddie guerrero and the what uh the
0: eddie we we have a the uh live sex celebration between edge and lena where they promise that these two are gonna fuck Live in the ring on Raw. It it was soft core with no with no genitals shown.
2: But you know, oh no, the not impl-
0: the implication. Don't, don't worry, John Cena came to make sure that there would be no sex on this TV show.
1: <laughs> John John Cena doing f- filling in the Sandy Eagle role. There, this <laughs> this program needs more upstanding goodness and wholesome culture yeah. why are you fucking in the middle of the ring edge and Lita?
0: yes billy and chuck being a pretend game oh character. yeah oh yeah this shit we've talked about that a plenty on this podcast already
1: billy billy ass and chuck ass i think it they they it makes a beautiful name for a married couple and it yeah. makes me sad we were robbed of that
0: yes and then finally to circle it back to kane for this last one kane kane when in a feud with shane mcmahon electrocuted shane's balls <laughs> he just put some electrical uh you know coupler cup wire couple thing you know kind of like the stuff you like the thing you use that to like jumpstart your car
1: yeah he
0: took that put it to shane's testicles <laughs> <laughs> and electrocuted them.
1: See, I can't fully get mad at that one, simply because I only remember, like, a, like an 11-year-old David seeing Transformers 2 and thinking that the funniest thing he had ever seen in the history of the cinema was John Turturro tasing himself in the nuts <laughs> as, like, a random sidekick in that movie.
0: I, I mean, Transformers That one seems pretty like fucking tame
1: t- compared to most of the rest.
0: I mean, I mean how could you hate bits like Stop lubricating the man. Or I am directly underneath the enemy scrotum.
1: Man, John Turturro got all the best shit in that movie, didn't he? Obviously. And
0: all of this, all of this may seem like padding to fill out the front half of the episode. And it is. Uh, thank you. All, all that to say, Ruthless Aggression has been quite a time. And it will be continue to be quite a time in the future.
1: I have decided something austin Mm -hmm. i have decided that i am going to be a smart entertainer when i was a wee lad in high school my freshman year taking a an intro to drama class i was taught about the rule of threes in that you deliver comedy in threes you, you, you If it's a good one, you can deliver it up to three times and it stops being funny after that. I have had my kind of big three freakouts for this era. I had mm-hmm. losing my mind to Lawler riding the hoe train. I had my brilliant magnum opus breakdown of how deeply hypocritical this entire thing was. Uh, when we got the 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 necrophilia angle introduced, and then I had last week where I just like tried to storm or l- last time we were here and I tried to storm off and had to get carted back in by Kyle and Robbie. This time, I've had the th- I've had my three. It's not funny anymore. I am going to stay calm. I am going to stay collected. I am going to approach this from an objective, analytical, intelligent level-headed, and calm perspective.
0: See, it would be very funny if we started our, our back half with you breaking that, but I still maintain that it's going to be fine because once you've seen Triple H hump a mannequin, there's really only nowhere to go but up.
1: <laughs> this is true. This is true. I look forward to a serene viewing experience and a nearly meditative back half, if you will.
0: Well, if you would like to uh, watch along with us before we get to that, uh, you can do so at TV dot com. This is the first time in like three weeks that we are asking you to support the official release.
1: Fuck uh, peacock.
0: On this podcast, I've always liked to encourage that people watch stuff legally. If that's the way, if that's the way you're going to do it, but. Uh, last couple of weeks, it just coincidentally not been in the, not, not been able to be done, but, and so WWE, all of their streaming, all of their tape library is on Peacock. Uh, you know, five, dollars a month with ads, $9.99 a month, $9.99 a month without ads. You can, uh, watch all the WWE shows to your heart's content, including the October 28th, 2002 episode of Monday Night Raw.
1: hmm
0: so, uh, see you in the back half.
1: Namaste, friends.
0: And we are back. We have just finished the October twenty eighth, two thousand and two episode of Monday Night Raw, the finale to Katie Vick.
1: Ah, uh, yes, and what a finale it is. I mean, we know we're in for some wild stuff as soon as as soon as this episode begins. I. The very image we open on is a coffin, uh, possibly indicating a coffin match and/or taker is here. Okay. very ominous.
2: Got the... a, l- a little
1: bit, and it, it, it's 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 so fascinating. They they open up on on this coffin image with no with no like introduction or anything. They just kind of like show it, and then they cut to the raw theme. Okay.
0: Yeah, at that point I'm like, oh shit, is this the Halloween episode of Raw? And they don't really play into that at all. But I <laughs> well... did think of it.
1: Mm-hmm. No, this is true. true. This yeah. is true, and uh, the the title card opens to reveal that we are at the in the fact, drug, the, the drugs, Joe Louis Arena. The drugs in my generation. Yeah, well, oh. yes, drugs in my generation, and all that. Uh, and and but but of course, we we cut over to reveal we are actually, in fact, uh, kind of hitting it close to home for me. The uh, Joe Louis Arena in Detroit, which um, Detroit, why are you playing parlay to this shit? It's okay, it's okay. We're calm.
0: God damn it! Why do we keep watching stuff that happens in Detroit? Why? I, where's the Columbus shows?
1: Where, <laughs> where are we not watching those? Ultimate irony is that both of the fucking live shows we're doing too are also Detroit based. Get wrecked, sucker! Oh, I, I'm 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 sorry, sucker. We gotta be we gotta be we gotta be correct correct here, uh, so as to not to offend the Jerichos of the world.
0: Yep. Um, Fout comes I wrote Outcomes Triple H great
1: yeah isn't he isn't he supposed to be uh, uh deceased
0: oh uh, well we'll get to that yeah but first i wrote uh jr calls last week a joke affirming that everyone knows the video is a fake i we mentioned i mentioned last time that okay they don't do enough to to, mm-hmm. to ease my nerves about this katie vick video being a <laughs> fake but then tr- jr just opens with it being like this is this was stupid that why did he make a joke like that that was dumb
1: what what a what a generous writing moment truly of of allowing us to remember once more that the entire staff of this this mm, very dignified organization is not in fact made of a bunch of incompetent boobs just mostly made up of incompetent boobs but that's that's for a different time
2: yes
0: uh so triple h opens and he decides to lampshade the bit we talked about last time where <laughs> triple H, where you could see triple h popping out of the trunk of the car as it <laughs> drove away and so then he's like hey kane next time you try to kidnap someone in the trunk of a car how about you make sure the trunk doesn't have a door handle from the inside
1: you know, I think Austin, you're giving this show way too little credit. I, I, I mm-hmm. think personally, it was a, it was a stroke of of subtle, of brilliant subtlety that, of course, we were supposed to see. In fact, Triple H very hastily jump out of the trunk at the last second. Yeah, no, no it, fuck
0: that. No, it's not. They, and they, it, they, 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 they,
1: they Totally wasn't a dumb mistake. On the writer, on, on the on the cinematography part. No, 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 all all perfectly on purpose. I mean, why else would they be acknowledging it, right?
0: No, fuck <laughs> that. Uh, so Triple H decides to make fun. He, he talks about people are saying that what they've watched last week was so heinous that mm-hmm. they swear they would never watch again.
1: Triple A very clearly proud of how he just personally tanked WWE stock
0: this feels like a sad a sad precursor to the infamous promo during the authority era in 2014 where triple h decides to also make fun of people who complain about the show online (laughs) by making a he makes a satirical reference to how me and my friend mark are gonna stop watching a video, a promo that people like to point out happened when Raw had 4 million viewers every week. And now, in 2022, they get about 2 million viewers every <laughs> week. Uh,
1: uh, get so wrecked, Me loser. and my
0: friend Mark did, in fact, stop watching. Stop watching. watching. <laughs> but... So I'm, I'm noticing a pattern that Triple H keeps being the guy to take these promos of like, if you didn't like it, we'll kiss my ass. Never watch again for all I care.
1: I'd like to think that a young Elon Musk was sitting there taking notes about, about how to just completely tank the, the stock of the company you, you, you own just <laughs> for the memes. And he's like, yeah, fuck, this is good shit.
0: Yeah. So... By the way, we talk about how everyone swears this Katie Vick thing from last night was a joke. Wait, sorry, wait,
1: wait, sorry, sorry, hold up. One more thing. On that train of thought, putting on tinfoil hat, conspiracy theory time, was the whole Katie Vick angle just a ploy from Triple H to tank the WWE stock so he could buy up zillions more of it to to then (laughs) sell off (laughs) What
0: Triple H, the cerebral assassin.
2: The cerebral assassin.
0: <laughs> he is a tactical genius. He's playing six, D chess. He's playing seven-dimensional parcheesi. See,
1: why how could I have it in me to hate this 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 angle, this arc when when clearly such intellectual brilliance was being poured into every single facet of it?
0: Well, after Triple H is done playing nine-dimensional ma, mahjong, <laughs> uh we move on. <laughs> To uh, a point (laughs) I am attempting to make here is that everyone is on the same page that, like, the the video was not real. It did not represent Kane. It was Triple H in a fucking mask, fucking a mannequin. Mm
2: -hmm. Except
0: Mm -hmm. Triple H (laughs) still thinks he's got a bit. So he so he he acts the entire night like that Katie Vick video was, in fact, legit.
1: And that everyone still believes him that it yeah. was legit.
0: Mm-hmm. So it just feels real like Triple H is an idiot.
1: I mean, yes, he is. Sure, sure, Con- confirmed. I'm I'm sorry, genius who who, who purposely tanked WWE stock, right? <laughs> completely on purpose.
0: Um, eleven dimensional chess uh, <laughs> uh, aside, uh, Triple H then. Explains that, you know, everyone giving their opinions on how offensive that video was. But there's only one person who we should ask the opinion of. And it's not me. It's not Kane. Kane. It's Katie Vick. And Uh, both commentators are like, what? what?
1: (laughs) What? I mean, Jerry's more like, what? But yes.
0: And so Triple H walks over to the casket and he says please give a warm welcome to a cold body and they open the casket and the tr- and the doll from last week is in there
1: i must say i'm quite proud of my my dignified fellow statesmen of detroit michigan who were sitting directly behind the casket and seemed far more interested in the fact they were on TV than the fact that what the fuck Kane is pulling Katie Vick out of this casket right yeah. now. What the fuck is happening?
0: Yeah, so Triple H, not only does he not does he pull the fucking mannequin out of the casket, he starts doing shtick.
1: He does. He does. And of course, Jerry, dearest Jerry, can't help but uh, off the bat say as he picks her up, We can see her panties!
0: Woo! Y'all panties, Jr. Uh, so he's like <laughs>
1: quiet, Gerald. Ah, <laughs> oh,
0: got, got the got the got that nice uh, it's okay,
1: funko. It's fine, the Funko it's pop.
0: Fine. The Funko pop has come out.
1: <laughs> he's my good boy. Anyway,
0: yeah. so he you got Triple H being like, "Huh, Katie, you look dead stiff," <laughs> and he's like, "Who?" Oh. <laughs> you're dead heavy aren't you and then like because of the way he pulls out the casket like her panties are like half all on her down her legs and he's like whoa 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 katie and he pulls the pulls the panties back up and at the the mannequin arm is like accidentally touching his dick while he's doing this and he's like whoa 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 katie yeah keep mm-hmm. keep your hands to yourself yep. uh, and then he throws her into the ring and she runs <laughs> ass up yeah, <laughs> and then he gets in and he notices, like, oh, I see why Kane liked you so much. Uh, uh
1: yes, indeed. And uh, uh at, it is at this point that a very astute, scholarly woman from the crowd, very loudly and plainly, uh, for all to hear, yells, Shut up! And I agree, I do. Y'all, an asshole, <laughs> <laughs> fantastic, indeed, indeed, indeed.
0: Quite and classy, so, Triple H, then puts Katie puts the Katie mannequin in his lap and he does some very bad ventriloquism.
1: Yeah, uh, so first of all, Triple H continues to clearly not be the one with issues here. He's I mean Yeah, yeah.
0: he is the sane normal person in this feud, not what like paraph- Kane.
1: <laughs> what paraphilia but yeah, talking about needing to pull the camera away so to 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 avoid to at least to attempt to avoid triple sh- showing, showing screen, triple H
0: talking into the microphone well
1: well well, well i'm more meant uh, on a broader uh, as as our discussion from from the beginning from from, from the beginning of, of analyzing this episode of of needing to pull the camera away to show to, to try to avoid showing the strings that are attached to it to a bit the triple h is doing you know we had the we had the trunk last week and we had the vent. i have to say triple h mm, mm, really Needs to work on his ventriloquism skills, buddy. Just a little bit of friendly advice from me to yeah. you. You, you, you know, you're supposed to not move your mouth rather than just let the camera guy do all the work, so that you can be a lazy dumb fuck about it. Yeah. Just, just, just maybe consider taking some lessons. That's that's all.
0: So, Katie, as as Triple H, uh Triple H as Katie, excuse me, is like, well, that last week that video was very offensive. Especially because Kane has, and I'm gonna be honest. I thought what she was going to say is that Kane has a large penis because the joke is that that's Triple H's the whole time, yes. and so it's Triple H's
1: dick that's large. I thought, penis. I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was gonna go in that same direction too. Yes,
0: yes, but instead, what she says is that Kane has a burnt little wiener, <laughs> which I. I cracked up a little bit at because like, Deadlock Podcast has a joke about Kane's burnt little wiener. (laughs) I didn't realize that came from anything.
1: (laughs) God damn! The Deadlock continues to be us to the punch on all our best shit. God damn it!
0: Anywho, uh, then Triple H starts making jokes about how Kane was, you know chest was a chestnut roasting over an open fire which yeah this is uh uh, halloween not christmas even jerry lawler points this out
1: yeah jerry lawler correctly points out that that reference is a mite out of season and heartbreaking the worst person you know made a good
0: point point. yep so triple h makes a couple more jokes to the effect about how kane is burnt and also has a small penis and then he then uh gets to the end of his spiel uh, he says that to the people who were seriously offended. If you were seriously offended, I seriously
1: don't care. He says, "I seriously don't give a damn." Oh, Once true. again, that that really that really powerful boom line of the, that the that the editor is known for. I mean, what what's a better mic drop than? I don't give a damn. Yeah, indeed, indeed, and uh, in the vein of people who definitely—if you're
0: don't... offended, I don't give a shit. Wait, wait, where'd our where'd our viewers go?
1: Where'd our <laughs> Oh, the camera's turned off. Weird. Uh, no, uh, in the in the vein of people who do not have issues, um, I really need to point out just throughout this entire thing just how consistently horny jerry lawler unironically seems to be for this sex doll in a cheap wig and an ill fitting cheerleader outfit who's meant to be a dead corpse
0: yep he is far too attracted to katie vick for a lot of reasons but also i would like to point this out is that this stuff with jerry lawler confirms katie vick's age Because she is that because the because this means that clearly Katie Vick is in high school, (laughs) not college.
1: Keep them. I will never, ever get tired of the of the of the Lawler of the Lawler pedophile jokes. Get his ass. (laughs) Uh,
0: So thankfully, we are saved by the resident superhero of the day,
1: Hurricane hurricane who for some reason seems to be attempting beat poetry as he as he cuts a promo against the game what's up with that? what yeah does he is that how he talks
0: that is yes that, that is what's up with that is his catchphrase
1: yes what's no but that? like his entire intonation it sounds as though he's a, a beat poet He's he's like like he had the cadence of I thought he was I thought he was gonna like start reciting like just rhyming poetry and then he didn't but he kept the cadence of it so it felt like 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 modern beat poetry
0: yeah I'd say that's his normal to make
1: a and I'm make sure. it sound cool
0: yeah, I think that's his normal cadence.
1: And also, it sounds And also, I I must say, he is hmm, walking a dangerous tightrope of of tipping right the hell over into into emulating aave as a very white person. Mm-hmm. Uh, might wanna might wanna think about the that that one there. Hurricane, my friend. Can, can can I call you Hurry? Just just again, friendly Mr. advice from Mr. your Mr. Kane. Your, Mr. Kane, if you will, friendly advice from your resident, very calm co-host
0: yes Anywho, hurricane uh decides to bring himself down to triple h's level Mm -hmm. by i by he 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 questions triple h's story that he kind of easily escaped this trunk with no damage (laughs) because he said if if that's true then what about this video that i video footage that i have and he plays the clip so I wrote either Hurricane or Kane is dressed up as Triple H in this video, but I'm pretty sure it's obviously Hurricane.
1: It's definitely Hurricane.
0: Yeah, I wasn't sure immediately, but it's Hurricane. And Hurricane is in an operating room at a hospital,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he's
0: wearing a Triple H face mask.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, not, piece not of, even like like, like not a, like, piece a ma- like a piece of paper, like a piece or of cardboard cut out over and Triple yeah. H's face. Yeah,
0: yeah. So he's on the operating table, and the uh. And the, nurse and the nurses and doctors start pulling things out of his ass, presumably from a car wreck. And I'll, I'm going to be honest, this joke did a whole 360 for me, where at first <laughs> I groaned. And then eventually I kind of started thinking it was kind of funny. And then eventually the joke went on so long, I was like, please end.
1: I agree wholeheartedly.
0: Because this this video, it cannot be overstated how long they do this bit for. Um, I instead wrote down every single thing that they pull out of his ass.
1: So, Wait, why?
0: Specifically so I could mention it on the podcast. Oh
1: my fucking God. All right. It's a weirdly so, long list, people. It Buckle is. In. So
0: they first, they pull out a sledgehammer. Ha 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 ta ta. It's Triple H's yeah.
1: weapon. And
0: then they start pulling out like, you know, like the magician trick where they like pull, um...
1: The, 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 the scarves. The scarves tied scars together. Scars
0: out of their mouth or whatever. Yeah. They do this with his ass, and they this bit goes on very long of how many scars they pull out of his ass. But and eventually, you, they get the whole bit, and they take it out. And then, yeah. unbelievably, they pull out a fucking hand. <laughs>
1: Yeah, okay. I need to I I would like to I would like to to to, to add in some commentary here. So 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 a couple a couple things. First of all, the camera operator, most esteemed camera operator, did indeed earn back some of his brownie points because while the he he screwed the pooch on Triple H clearly escaping the trunk of Kane's car and while he very clearly was Doing all of the legwork during Triple H's quote unquote ventriloquism, he did indeed, or she—I don't know—I'm assuming either way—did indeed pull off quite the, the 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 fun little the fun little beat, assisted in quite a wonderful little uh, uh, visual gag, if you will. As the they they continue to to, to cut away from from Hurricane's quote unquote face to. Uh, to to the the operators pulling stuff out of his ass and then kind of back to triple h quote unquote unquote, and then to the table where they're placing the thing and credit where credit is due there was a there was a perfectly executed little maneuver where they cut away from the the triple h mask that's kind of going like ah and they uh they they cut over to the table and then they very quickly cut bring the camera back over with no apparent cuts or anything Mm -hmm. and and our dear Mr. Hurricane has swapped masks.
0: Yeah, they have two. He's wearing multiple fucking masks. He's got yeah. like an angry Triple H face and a happy Triple H face.
1: Yeah, and I think there were two. I, I remember there being like two slightly different angry Triple H faces. One where the eyes were closed and one where the eyes were a little more open. And he looked a little more intense. Yeah. I, so, yeah, oh, yes, because they pull. They they they, they cut to, 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 to again, again. Triple H looking like, ah, and then they, pardon me, they pan upward to see a full-on actual Triple H, like, rubber Hey,
0: yeah, let's know. not skip to the end. There's so much more shit to pull out of his
1: ass. Yeah, okay, par- pardon me. Pardon me, but so, so I'll, I'll, I'll finish covering that in a minute. But the mm-hmm. other thing I want to point out is I did indeed start to write in my notes. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't realize, like, that was supposed to be all stuff from the car rack i just thought it was wwe making homophobic anal insertion jokes but i
0: mean i mean start me. pulling out car parts
1: this is true far far be it for me to assume such bigoted crassness on the part of the most dignified wwe my most sincere apologies sure. but then i proceeded to write an alternative riff on that um That I thought the cartoonish, medically inaccurate birth scene was for the last time we watched WWE. And right as I finished writing that note, indeed, what do they pull out of Triple H's ass but a hand. I
0: could not believe it. 800 IQ
1: I see through the veil.
0: I couldn't even believe that they pulled out that hand.
1: I can't believe that they did it right as I finished writing my note about... About the May Young thing from last time,
0: I am Nostradamus in my uh, content planning.
1: Yeah, truly, truly. I think I, I if, didn't mean Nostradufus, Pardon you.
0: If we had done this episode even a month earlier, David yeah. wouldn't have got the joke with <laughs> the hand.
1: Look at you! Look, look at you! Our brilliant, our brilliant Booker on this show. What a what a king! Move over, Tony Khan. There's a new best Booker in town.
0: Absolutely. And then they pull a goddamn gerbil out of his ass. Well, yes. they pull out a rodent of not necessarily distinguishable origin, but uh, J- but Jerry Lawler calls it a gerbil. So yeah. I'm just going to say it's a gerbil. It's mm-hmm. dead either way.
1: Indeed, indeed.
0: So at this point, they take out like a fucking like, like a chisel, like what you would do to like, get rock like like you would do to like sculpt rocks Mm -hmm. they like use that to somehow get more stuff out of his ass i don't understand the logistics of this but i guess i'm not a doctor so what do i know but they pull out a gear shift and then a steering wheel. Which I would really like watched... to know how that
1: steering wheel fit inside of. Yeah. We H. Well, we watch That's...
0: the nurse turn the steering wheel <laughs> to like help work it out.
1: Yes, the very encouraging nurse continues to just tell Triple H to let it go, just let it go. And so, she's very, very emotionally comforting nurse. Yeah. What, what? 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 Wonderful bedside and manner. Then truly.
0: We finally get to the last piece of of, of joke where they're just pulling it's it's a bit it's gonna be a tough one to get out and they pull up and you can th- by the way is that to explain is they to do this bit they have like a veil over where his ass would be mm-hmm. so that they pull stuff out of yes and there's a shadow on it and so they pull this up and you see the shadow of triple h's
2: face and i'm
0: like oh my god <laughs> So they pull up a mannequin, they of an obvious like mannequin or wax head, and they're like, y- y- "You mean my head was you have like Hurricane on the table?" Is like, "You mean my head was up my ass?"
1: God fucking damn it!
0: They, they, I, they pulled, they took Triple H has his head up his ass.
1: Indeed, indeed, and, and, then, and this out. is, and they do a delightful little quick cut where they pan up. And they pan back down to to look at, and Triple H's face is all of a sudden like, "Whoopsie!" and like <laughs> giving a little sheepish grin. Brilliant, brilliant camera work. I am most I I, I wholeheartedly approve. What a yeah. what a phenomenal. But yes, indeed, this this segment does. I I had the exact same three sixty of ugh, and then okay, this is actually a little funny, and then ugh, this is dragging on a little too long. Uh, unfortunate.
0: Like you could you could have cut the gerbil.
1: You could not everything, Um, the hand um, though was essential. You probably didn't
0: need the gear shift either. I think the steering wheel was sufficient for the joke.
1: But, but how are we supposed to get the point across that car went into his ass if we don't if we only have one car? One car, I I guess.
0: I guess. But Triple H is very offended by this juvenile joke made by someone with the mind of a 12 year old. I
1: also have to say, I really have to wonder the lengths that Hurricane went to to make this video because for triple for H, you could see how that was a complete one man band of a show
0: like he's like, and he snuck into a funeral parlor so that's kind of fucked snuck but, into
1: a funeral parlor. but i
0: mean otherwise it's just like getting a casket well, getting, well, uh, getting well, a, well,
1: well well again as a reminder dear audience or for those who didn't listen to our last katie vick episode while an actual funeral service like was they, didn't the f- they didn't shut down the room yeah they
0: didn't like shut down the funeral parlor for that bit Mm-hmm. so that they could go film in there they just filmed while other funerals were happening but, Complete one they, man. but
1: this this was a whole production
0: like he's got like oh he's got, he's got the katie mannequin he's got the the casket he's got a triple a he's got a cane mask i mean he could pretty easily do this himself uh but jesus christ hurricane he's got the mask he's got all these fucking props They got him set up with hospital equipment. He's got three different people helping him out with this bit.
1: The production value is off the charts, and I have to wonder where a mid-carter, a without Kane, let's be real, lower mid-carter such as Hurricane, was able to procure all of these very extensive resources the set the multiple people the the distinct cameraman the whoever was clearly helping him change in and out of those masks i I mean i appreciate the production value to be sure but mm-hmm. one must wonder
0: it hmm. does, it, it, does add, it does it's a little fridge logic you know raises
1: questions i'm yeah. just asking questions
0: about this make fun of triple h
1: by pulling things out of fake Triple H's ass video, yes, I am asking yep. about that exactly. Yes, 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 yes. So
0: funny. Triple H is very offended by this video. Yes, and he is so offended, he like he kicks the uh, Katie Vick mannequin who he had propped up in a steel chair, mm-hmm. and then he starts beating Katie Vick the mannequin mm-hmm. with a steel chair, and after that he chucks the mannequin out of the ring. And then he rips he rips the head so oh no, it, when it hits the concrete it floor, the concrete. it knocks it knocks the wig off. It knocks then, the
1: wig off and also knocks the head off because there is a separate smaller head underneath and it's a dude head question no, mark, I, and- I I
0: thought that was just the I thought that was just the regular Katie head that just had the wig on
1: it. No, it was a distinctly smaller head with just short man hair. And it was definitely a man face. It did not have – that was not the Katie head. What? What is this manic? What is going on? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Triple H then confused. starts – I'm very confused.
0: Mm-hmm. Good, good. Let the hate flow through you. Mm-hmm. So Triple H then, like, chucks the mannequin into the stairs for a while – uh, i wrote someone in the crowd yelling you're not funny
1: <laughs> true
0: and it's some for some reason this gets kane to come out and yes. just start beating triple h's ass
1: this of all things is what got kane to come out mm-hmm. interesting so
0: kane starts attacking triple h security comes out to stop kane kane beats them up too. But this does live Triple H an opportunity to get to start beating up Kane. Eric Bischoff then proceeds to empty the locker room, gets they got all the referees, got all the babyface wrestlers out here to separate these men before and, they continue fighting.
1: And Bischoff himself comes out. And and if I may, Austin, I would like to to introduce yet another brand new segment to our show that oh, I would dear. like to call David's Culture Corner. Now oh, great for those of you of of scholarly import, such as the distinguished writers of this episode of WWE Monday Night Raw, clearly were, this should be a familiar say, uh, a sight to you. Two two large groups of people getting into a nasty street brawl, uh in in some form or other, only to be broken up, uh, to to two to, to bitter rivals, only to be broken up by a man of powerful stature telling them that they need to calm down. I am of course referring to the similarities between this segment between Kane Triple H and Eric Bischoff and Act 1 scene 1 of Romeo and Juliet which I fucking <laughs> knew that was clearly, what you were doing clearly paying an homage to if I if I, if I may uh, the 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 dialogue went as such <clears throat> from from our dear Eric Rebellious subjects, enemies to peace, profaners of this neighbor st- stained steel, will they not hear? What hole, you men, you beasts that quench the fire of your pernicious rage with purple fountains issuing from your veins? On pain of torture from those bloody hands, throw your mistempered weapons to the ground and hear the sentence of your moved bish. That is all.
0: And now to kind of win back our
1: audience. Thank you for attending David Culture Corner.
0: I will I will now be introducing a
1: new bit for me. Oh, 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 oh shit. It's a double bit. The Is, the the bit the bit doer was me. The consortium <laughs> of bits. <laughs> the consortium of bits was me. The Indeed. Cons- this, your, your is, called, this is
0: called How Do I Make a Taylor Swift reference in this <laughs> bit? What the fuck? That's a good question, folks. So mm. this I think that this that this Eric Bischoff interference is very, very fits to the song You Need to Calm Down by Taylor Swift. <laughs> so oh 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 you need to calm down. <laughs> You're being too loud, and I'm just like, oh, 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 oh. You need to just stop. Like, can you not just step on his gown? You need to calm down.
1: I, I have to say, was that was that the the exact dialogue as we heard it? Because I was hearing iambic pentameter, but I, I, I was
0: here. I was hearing you need to calm down. Oh, 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 oh,
1: oh. <laughs> I really need uh, to get my ears checked.
0: Anyway, uh, Eric Bischoff puts Kane <laughs> and Triple H in a casket match tonight to settle their differences.
1: Which, Eric, w- w- what a master of poetic justice that is! Not at all weird and crass when you consider everything that this mat, uh, this 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 angle has been building upon story wise. Mm-hmm. 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 The poetry. So, mm-hmm. so delicious. This
0: storyline has been something. And Indeed. I'm going to be honest, I was completely blindsided by the hurricane video. No one ever <laughs> talks about that one. Not sure why. <laughs> but I had no idea it was a thing.
1: I mean, I mean, of course, they couldn't help but stare in awe of... In reverent awe of of its artistic prowess as a as a as a work of art on mm-hmm. Hurricane's part, truly, truly, I, I I would not dare speak a word of of review of such a segment for for risk of profaning its majesty. Mm-hmm. Naturally, that's clearly like, why you've never heard of it.
0: Of course, you know, like this storyline has been so bad, and we've we've hated it every step of the way, really. So mm-hmm. I really appreciate this episode was not one where I'm just like appalled. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm mm-hmm. just
0: confused by how dumb it is.
1: Indeed. Indeed. The story
0: was just really dumb this time. Wasn't offensive. <laughs> wasn't gross. It was just really dumb. And you know what? That is a breath of fresh air.
1: I feel at peace. I feel happy. I feel contented. Yeah. Indeed.
0: Now, moving on to the F-E view camera setting, which I was like, the fuck is this? I I have no recollection of what this
2: is.
1: I also was like, the fuck is this?
0: Especially when it starts with, it's basically hidden cam shit yes uh, to be clear and the first thing they do is they have a hidden camera in the women's locker
1: room Mm -hmm. while
0: triple a well excuse me trish stratus goes into her locker room and is on the phone with i think her mom i somebody she's just just talking about how she's gonna wrestle later it's nothing important but she is undressing Mm -hmm. in full view of this camera and i just wrote great <laughs> because jerry lawler is losing his mind and unfortunately so also is the audience
1: yes yes of course and and austin i again you you doubted as we as we went into our viewing portion of this recording session that i would maintain my calm you 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 thought for sure this was all be a bit but i again remind you i am simply homaging the proud storytelling tradition of the Katie Vick Arc as is demonstrated here. Once again, the setup follows through to the payoff with absolutely no twist. Because you see, in what 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 one would assume to happen in a dignified and well-written television show would that would be that the the woman is caught on a creepy voyeur cam and starts undressing, and then catches sight of the creepy voyeur cam, and is like, the fuck is this, and picks it up, and smashes it, and goes on her merry way, because fuck you, creepy voyeur cam. Oh no! What instead happens is Trish Strata starts undressing, walks off screen, comes back on screen, continues undressing, and then just walks off, never, never noticing the cam. It is... A truly they, simplistic follow through.
0: They played a voyeur cam straight.
1: Stylized minimalism. That's what that is.
0: Anyway, the finally the first match of this goddamn show.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it really did take this long to get to a match. Oh, boy.
0: The not un-Americans of yeah, uh, I, 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 uh, I
1: propose uh, the name of un-Americans divided by two.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Versus Rob Van Dam and Tommy Dreamer.
1: Yes, uh, and and uh, n- noted that the casket is still there and remains there for the entire episode.
0: They just got hang out. Casket is mm, yeah. hanging out over there. It's
1: just for, for for okay.
0: In one of the few Halloween re- references <laughs> of the evening, William Regal takes the microphone to make a short dig about how you all you people. Are so afraid to leave your homes, but yet you will let your kids go trick or treating this week.
1: See, that is something that can truly challenge my love of William Regal. William Regal saying "fuck America." I mean, sure, sure, yeah, but, sure, 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 but okay, fuck sure.
0: Halloween. fuck, fuck, fuck this Halloween. This is a, that is a step mm.
1: too far. A step quite too far, my good sir. If I if I do say so myself, mm. it it makes my blood boil with dignified rage
0: so rvd and dreamer come out i make a note that tommy dreamer shouldn't wear a backwards cap he looks like a dork
1: <laughs> true
0: so the match is a fine it's fine i don't really have much to say about it no. uh, william regal and lance storm hit tommy dreamer in the back with a flagpole and then they and that's and how they win
1: regal gets the pin yep
0: Yay! Uh, after the after the match, we cut backstage. Well, to-
1: I, I will I will say uh, if we're if I'm doling out brown if I'm in, starting in the habit of doling out brownie points for this episode, I I do have to give a, 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 a shockingly of all things some brownie points to my dearest Gerald. As yes, I know I was surprised as you were. What? As Jr. made a comment about the 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 one the un-Americans divided by two. Coming in from the back door to to get that win, and Gerald Lawler did not at all riff on Jr's back door comment, which is doubly surprising considering not ten minutes ago we were watching a quite overlong segment very concerned with somebody's back door. Look at you, getting so mature. I'm so proud of you for
0: five minutes.
1: Truly, an arc of personal growth for us all. Mm. Anyway. So
0: set. backstage, Eric Bischoff is with three count, Rosie, Jamal, and Rico. And it's mm. like, you guys suck, actually. Indeed. Indeed. He, he is freaking out because he, you know, you, you couldn't even get the job done with Big Show last week. And I'm trying. To, I got a big surprise for Survivor Series. Everything's got to go well. And, like, you guys Start making an impact around here. Keep things in order, or else yeah. your v- three v- count.
1: He says Vigil specifically says that he wants impact. Which, if he wishes for that, I advise that he go over to TNA. But yes, that's yes. that's just my two cents. Uh, so he tells
0: Three Minute Warning that like if they have is that if they don't get make an impact tonight, their three minutes might be up.
1: Really, really trying to make that three minute warning n- n- name make sense in some form yeah. or other. They're, they're real they're really trying i i yeah, he also spe-
0: he also specifically shits on rico for for being such a fuck up after he spent so much money to get him over to raw and it's like goddamn i guess we're still referencing billy and chuck
1: <laughs> <laughs> sure uh, and, and, and he seems he seems quite mad, too, that he sent Big Show over to SmackDown. Because can you imagine if Big Show beats Brock Lesnar for... Oh, yes,
0: I forgot about this. He wins the title. He, he, he hand rings about the potential that Big Show could beat Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series for the WWE title and make Eric Bischoff look like an idiot. By the way, spoiler warning, Big that Show with the... Paul Heyman turns on Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series and helps the Big Show... Beat Brock Lesnar and win the WWE title. So
1: <laughs> about yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> Which, but again, Eric, you were the one who made that call last week, and quite proudly so. Yeah,
0: it's a little bit weird because then later in this episode, as I'll talk about, is that he will in fact brag about getting rid of Big Show and why. So it's kind of weird that right here he's like, "Man, I'm gonna look like a fun like an idiot if I you're gonna make me look like an idiot." For getting rid of Big Show,
1: Eric Bischoff truly going through the five stages of grief while while he um while while he mourns the loss of Big Show to SmackDown.
0: Yep. So then we cut to live from the world in Times Square. In case you've all forgotten, this is WWF's restaurant slash bar uh, that they had in Times Square, in New York City, that bombed horribly because the food was shit yeah. and WWF is a niche.
1: Yeah uh i i i see absolutely no reason why such a brilliant business venture should should go under what are you talking about so
0: and as, and that is why in their attempt to hopefully garner some sort of audience of uh, clientele that aren't just wrestling fans that's why they changed their name from wwf new york to the world
1: yes yeah just just subtly try to trick people into into going, and then all of a sudden they walk in and think, "Why the fuck am I in the middle of a wrestling place?" And I'm Truly. in time.
0: I'm in Times Square, and I'm eating at the WWF restaurant.
1: Hmm. How did I get here? Truly sneaky but brilliant business decisions continue to abound uh, amongst our dear dear WWFers.
0: Right, so we cut inside and Stacey Keebler and Tester, I wrote on a date question mark. It's she, though she is, she portrays here as like a, as, as his marketing
1: manager, which is not, yeah.
0: the, which isn't really the vibe I got from them last week. Uh, but sure, sure. It's professional. Look, some,
1: sometimes, sometimes you gotta, you gotta do a little bit of, of romantic nepotism to, to really seal the deal. I, I don't, I don't see what's wrong on that.
0: so, Stacey Keebler points out that all the all-time greats, they 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 commonly have nicknames for their fan bases And and she's like, Well, what is Test? What is his fans called? But she has come up with a brilliant idea. And she whispers in his ear, so we get a full on ass shot that covers about half the screen.
1: Yes. <laughs> She explains. Uh, after, may I add, a, another ass shot as she walks into the
0: restaurant. Oh yeah, they they show they got the low, they got the camera low down there, so you can get the
1: a good cake shot as she's walking. Truly, in. the ruthless aggression era showing its respectful appreciation for the female form. The people who filmed the beautiful people last week
0: should have should take should have been taking notes.
1: Oh yes, of, of course. I that's that's what I wanted more full on and ostentatious cake shots and exploitative cake shots from from the for the beautiful people. Absolutely.
0: I mean, I maintain what I said last week. If you're going to bother to do an exploit an exploitative cake shot, it should at least be a good one.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair cop. Anyway.
0: anywho, so she gets explains her ideas that test. His fans shall now be called
1: his testicles. Which, once again, my brilliant 800 IQ psychic brain saw coming. She whispered in his ear and I thought she's going to say testicles, isn't she? She's going to say. And of course, out from test mouth comes an inspired fandom name. Mwah!
0: Which uh I, I, I'm glad movement. I'm glad that you were, you you uh figured it out beforehand because I already knew because I was excited for this because infamously Stacey Keebler calls test fans his testicles. Like this is a big well-known moment in both of their careers. And I didn't realize we were gonna get that moment in this art, and I was like, Oh my god, this is the moment. She christens the name Testicles,
1: yes, yes, so the marketing person does a brilliant job once more, and tests has test seems unsure. I don't know how he could ever be in, unsure of something so inspired, but no, but, but she, alas
0: she promise she is like, you yeah, I am your marketing person, and I promise you that with my help, I'm gonna make your testicles huge." <laughs>
1: Yep. By the way,
0: also, I just want to throw out there is that before all this cock of testicles starts, when Stacy walks to the table, (laughs) Test is there reading the menu and is like, everything here sucks. And I was like, base.
1: Oh, so so he is at the world.
0: Yeah, yeah. They are ostensibly at the world.
1: (laughs) Test speaking the truth. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So Stacy Keebler has... Promise that she will make tests testicles huge. I would say more on these developments in the coming weeks, but we won't be here for it.
1: Thank <laughs> goodness. I I mean, know, like, all right, all like, right. I oh. know
0: what the next. All right, I know what the next arc on this show needs to be: the Don't story of the testicles.
1: Don't you fucking dare! Don't you fucking <laughs> dare! I will end you. I will. I will. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do horrific things to you. Don't you dare! Don't even think about it you say so and uh, oh oh moving
0: on to our next match of the evening is the dudleys spike and bubba ray versus jericho and christian for the world tag team titles or it would have been but three minute warning came out immediately to attack the dudley boys this is this is them this is them making an impact they fuck with bubba and they like extra murder spike
1: yeah and that is the end of that they they they, they like 10 times murders but that that is a that is a murderized man right there yeah
0: and so we then cut to a video that has a batista video that says and i wrote this down because i was like the fuck i wrote for every minute spent in the ring the average superstar trains for a thousand minutes to which i say press x to doubt (laughs)
1: I was, That's I was indeed the, the the noobs and knockouts. Letter of the day, boys, girls, and those that lie betwixt is the letter X.
0: Uh, but it's all set up for them to be for them to be like for him, nice warm up.
1: Nice warm up. Uh-huh. So
0: again, more video footage of Batista working out, bro. And then it says the then it ends with the genetic revolution will begin.
1: You know, I'm really interested in that claim. I I, I really want to take some time to do a little bit of the the math on this one. So a thousand minutes for every one minute spent in the ring a thousand
0: There's no fucking way
1: i a, th- a thousand minutes is you divide that by it's, it's,
0: 15, oh, that's over 16 hours
1: divine that is over 16 hours so for a let, let's let's just say i i i really have to to give props to some of our iron men who have done hour-long matches for spending uh a thousand hours training tra- training brian danielson and hangman That's Adam Page
0: 41 and, days straight of training
1: great days i i mean i mean come on you gotta admire the dedication
0: i just want to know where they get that kind of ridiculously con- oh stupid number high number like if you right. said if you said a hundred minutes, I wouldn't have said anything about it.
1: I might have said a few things, but I would have been like, you know what, you know, that seems like a lot, but also reasonable. But that a thousand, oh man, I know. I hey, I will tell you this. That is, uh, just over, um, one five hundred twenty fifth of a year. I do know that for a fact. <laughs>
0: <laughs> five hundred you know every five hundred twenty five thousand six hundred minutes that is that, that translates. how up, much wait. is one year
1: five five hundred twenty five thousand five 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 hundred so so if you train for a year straight uh you get uh i mean uh,
2: 525
1: hours in ring uh which is or uh five minutes yeah, in that's ring, it. which is which is which is eight uh hours in in ring uh yeah okay
0: that's not a lot of in-ring training that's not that's not
1: a lot of you know the the training to work ratio of training for one entire year straight with no just every second of every of every day for one entire year for only eight hours of in-ring time you know it scans on that you would be very very tired after that, and and eight hours of in ring time would be, oh, I I think that would be quite enough for after all the work you did, but something something doesn't seem right. The numbers, Mason. Indeed, what do they mean? Where's Where's, where's Professor Big Papa Pump when you? Yeah, mean,
0: I, uh, the numbers. The numbers do lie.
1: The numbers have lied to us, Papa. What do we do now?
0: Yes. Uh, well, the genetic revolution will not be televised yet, uh, yeah. as. We now move on to our next match Goldust versus test as yes
1: uh d- dearest Dustin and his aspect ratio
0: yep I could I wish I could tell you what it is but I don't know cinematography
1: I I, I, I set fucking fuck I feel like I should know that sixteen four fourteen three I don't know it's, it's, all
0: I know is that smaller screen go blur, go burr.
1: Smaller black borders go burr. That's what really like mm-hmm. I, every time Goldust makes an entrance with that. I think that our like stream has has glitched out. Yeah. I remember. Oh wait, it's the movie guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, so Test gets on the microphone and he has to be he has to be like coaxed into saying it. But he says he wants to say hi to all his
2: testicles. Well,
1: he wants to say hi to. Mm, Mutter, mutter, mutter to Stacey to, to Stacey Keepler, Mudder Mutter, Mutter. mutter. I, I want to say hi to all my Mutter, <sighs> mutter, 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 Mutter Mutter, to Stacey Keeper, mutter, mutter, Mutter. I want to say hi to all my testicles and of course, of course, our most dignified and classy audience of the early aughts blues.
0: Thinks is this is the funniest thing
1: they ever. They are so bought in off the bat unironically no thought behind it only balls jokes. yep it's um, 2000 Nathan.
0: yep it's 2002 this is,
1: yeah, yeah i i would i would have loved it if if in the middle of the audience losing their minds for Tess test got a big cheek on his face turned right the camera and said this is 2002 thumbs up and then just went back
0: yep so i i my first note was not into test new gray biker shorts
1: yeah, the, the, the gear seemed to uh, get a bit of a downgrade this week. Hmm, I wonder, yeah. I, I legitimately have to wonder why the fuck. Did he, did he leave his shit in, his, in the laundry? Like, what's yeah. going on, buddy? So
0: they casually mention on commentary that Scott Steiner is signed with the WWF. They'll make a bigger deal about this later. Yes. Yeah. But uh, I was like, ha, <laughs> Scott Steiner's a big fan of testicles. Big fan. <laughs> uh, but eventually the match does does is a whole lot of whatever to me uh not a big fan of test as a wrestler i'm afraid uh, so eventually gold dust has test set up in the spot for uh geez what does he call this move i think he calls it the curtain call i forget what he calls them the director's cut that's it where he kicks, I, or he kicks him in the ball, or he sets him up in the middle rope and kicks him in the balls.
1: Yeah. Uh. uh before before we get to that, a few a few of my own notes here. Okay. Sure. Uh, of for, first of all, uh, once again, uh, Jerry Lawler. That that uh, man. Nothing. No. Nothing good can last. There. Uh. Jr. mentions Stacy Keebler as tests person for public relations. And- oh
0: fuck! I forgot about this.
1: Jerry Lawler apparently was was doing the was doing this whole high school romance thing, even 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 back then because he seems very interested in the idea of Stacy being able to keep his relations from going public.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He says that, and before that, he even is like, "Oh, the marketing person, are you know, I like I like to go to the market with Stacy," and he's and he's and Jerry's like, "Yeah, I bet you would." Jerry
1: okay. It's fine. Yeah, Jerry
0: needs that. his Just relations to not be public. I wonder why.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was the the signs were always there. We should yeah.
0: have seen. <laughs> Especially the big one where he was where he was uh, arrested for felt for a, for sexual assault of a minor in ninety four.
1: Hmm. Hmm. And yet he got to keep his. Thank-
0: of, cor- of course, the 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 uh, alleged the um, uh, ledger uh, recanted her mm-hmm. her
1: accusation. Isn't that right? just Always the way.
0: How it goes in it anyway. And and so, now he's a
1: Funko Pop, delightful.
0: Anyway, old Goldust is setting up to kick Test Square in the balls, and in co- and the ref does a piss poor job of acting like he is helping Test out of this predicament. Because it is against the rules to prop your opponent in the ropes and kick him in the balls.
1: Yes, yes. But uh, it is
0: all a pretense for Stacey to run in and try to stop this. And Goldust fails the Stop Sexual Assaulting Women Challenge, <laughs> where he once again solves his issues with women interfering in his matches by just making out with them mm. out of nowhere.
1: Mm. yeah uh I do have to wonder why I mean look I know gold dust is a face right now and a you can get away with anything as a face and also mm. B, since he's a face, we need to really aggressively just turn to the camera and scream no homo about everything in relation to And him. also
0: this is the kind of thing that an audience in two thousand two thinks is just charming. Thinks and thinks delightful is, I mean and I
1: mean, I mean the, the the same audience that was quite into the the voyeur cam earlier. I,
0: I guess I, was, I, sa- I I guess I shouldn't be totally mean to the two thousand two audience because the twenty twenty AEW audience also responded positively when Dustin pulled this shit in. So, you know, maybe we have some yeah, maybe it's not fair that I place all this on two thousand
1: and two. uh, it was a different time. 20, that is the
0: same 20, time as, now. as there's right just, now there's just less american pie movies now
1: so <laughs> is that the only difference uh, between generations how many american pie movies there are damn well now
0: that's an interesting philosophical question that we're not going to get into right yeah, now i was about
1: to say i feel like we just discovered a great truth of you in the first anyway
0: anyway stacy gets put set up into the the, the nut kick rope spot mm. and so now Goldust is like, who am I, should I hit? I don't know why he cares. <sighs> this is clearly go for test. Go for why? the man
1: you're actually in a match with.
0: Yeah. Why would that? And like, why do you want to kick Stacy Keebler in the vagina? It feels like, again, balls punching, kicking is the better option. And yet he thre- he goes for Stacy after he like fan pulls out what to do here. The referee thankfully stops this, and in the shenan in the ensuing chaos, Stacy Keebler gets up off the ropes, uh, punches Goldust in the balls, and then Test hits the big boot for the win. So, in this first match, for all you testicles out there, there sure was a lot of ball-related uh, offense and spots. Big ball story. This this match was.
1: Yeah, yeah fucking fucking for some reason i i i don't know i mean the the thematic cohesion is 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 off the chart i, I really have to note here that there are so many comments made about gold Dust's wrestling career dustin rhodes's wrestling career being very benjamin button-esque and that the longer it goes on the the better it gets and 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 i i do have to say that i don't think people seem to apply that comment to to dustin rhodes almost as if he became a better worker as time went on. oh no he's been this good a worker the whole time you see glimpses of it it's just much too bad that he spends his time in matches like this where instead of getting to really show off all of his incredible in ring work and his and his uh uh, hulking strength and and his his incredibly unique physique and all of that he instead spends it dicking around with tests and going down after getting punched in the balls once and that's it that's the that's the end of it fuck you yeah mm-hmm.
0: so so Bubba Ray after this we kept to Bubba Ray in Eric Bischoff's office rightfully complaining that this is a bunch of bullshit because your thugs attacked me for absolutely no reason at all
1: mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah I, I really have to wonder what the fuck Bischoff meant to gain from this other than uh, what, what? what 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 like he it's just having three minute warning cause chaos what are you getting from this Mm -hmm. what what's what is what is the point what do you gain bischoff what is the strategic move here please help me understand your brilliant process
0: yeah not sure but eric bischoff is like whatever dude and don't worry about it you still got a tag title match even though even though uh spike dudley is not in a fit shape to compete tonight you can find any partner you want and then you can have your tag title match later.
1: Yeah, uh, which which hey, I guess we're uh, two nickelsing the, uh, the 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 go find a partner angle for yeah. for two weeks in a row. Yeah, which, and then- which 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 if I if I may if I may uh, a, a measured response it it sure it sure brings a, a, a quite the stark contrast to to you know WWE of the of 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 the ruthless aggression era. To TNA of 2008, and and why they feel so different. TNA took that beat and created a whole beautiful, brilliantly crafted through line with it. WWE goes, okay, just do it, and and that's 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 yeah that. yeah. Mm, the storytelling possibilities they feel under realized.
0: Mm-hmm. So. We move on to a Scott Steiner hype video cuz he is coming soon.
1: Got to say it's real ballsy that they're that they're hyping Scott Steiner in Michigan and not actually debuting him.
0: Yeah, so, you know, after seeing test testicles Scott mm. Steiner will be coming soon.
1: <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. And and and, and Speaking, of, really
0: speaking of men coming. Yes. We then proceed to get a recap package of Shawn Michaels faking being in a wheelchair, which by the way, gotta question this. Is um how long was he doing that bit for? Like, was <laughs> did he like when he was in like the airport and like just out in public, was he pretending to also still be in the wheelchair?
1: Uh I think he might have. I think he might have been keeping his own little mini personal kayfabe there. That's that, kind of a dick move, Sean. That's a little bit of a dick move, Hbk. But who has time for criticizing? He's too busy coming in all directions. <laughs> yeah, was yeah, yeah. yeah. direction. Who is who is busy? was who, who has time to criticize Hbk's dick moves when he's when he does? He's so busy himself coming.
0: Yep. But then in the middle of this recap video, we get RNN breaking
2: news.
1: What the hell was that?
0: Is that Randy Orton comes onto the screen and he is big mad that nobody talked that he wasn't on the show last week and nobody talked about it. I,
1: I have to say shout out to randy orton with the actually funny line of i'm here to address the controversy from raw last week namely that randy orton was not mentioned <laughs> <laughs> i have to give him credit he, his delivery on that was solid uh I, have, I do have a question for you and i feel like i asked this last time but i can't quite remember and also it does kind of baffle me just the disparity between how he looks and how he's behaving why is orton a heel again right now was it just like the audience turned on him for some reason was he like
0: he's not he's just an obnoxious cocky little shit
1: so the audience turned on him for being obnoxious and cocky and he smartly leaned in yeah Okay, pretty well. okay. So 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 Sammy Guevara, but make it two thousand two. Okay, hey, yeah. So uh, they're
0: just they're also to- also.
1: I, I sorry, sorry. One one more thing because you you point this out and I agreed with this and I really wanted to shout out. I actually really love Goofy yuppie, Bull Cut Heel Orton. Like fuck the whole like edgy Viper thing. That's you know whatever. I mean you know he's badass and he's good in ring, but like God mm-hmm. Ra- Randy Orton with a with a dorky ass fucking early seasons, Jim from the office of acting like a, like an unaware pompous dork. I, yeah, really I am. I adore
0: angle. this version of Randy Orton. And I'm sad that he other, that he kind of doesn't get to be this very long.
1: Bring it back. It's great.
0: Yeah. So then we go backstage to Jonathan Coachman with Kane and Jonathan Coachman makes clear that it is a non-title match. that The, the, the mm-hmm. world title is not on the line tonight. And Kane is like, don't care. It's not really about that anymore. And he explains that what happened with Katie Vick was an accident. But what happens tonight, he very much intends to do. Which, uh, again, gonna make clear that that means that Kane is right now, live, on cable television, on Raw, is threatening to murder a man.
1: (laughs) If we've learned anything about WWE workers committing pretty horrendous crimes and having it be pretty well known. They did the, the, what, what, what needs to be remembered is that they never faced consequences. Kane isn't going to have to deal with Jack shit. If fucking,
0: because the legal system is a dumb, is dumb. And instead punching each other in the ring on cable TV is a much better solution.
1: You know what? This is true. Maybe we were going about that is uh, is is Alberto uh, El, Alberto Alpatron in jail or not counter wrong. We should have been going is Alberto Alrio Alberto El Patron, etc. Uh, has he been? Has he been beaten up in inside of a wrestling ring for his crimes? To he truly needs to be booked
0: her. in a match. He needs to be. What you're saying is he needs to be booked in a storyline where they, uh, where they. This is how he gets comeuppance for the you know a, a fi- abuse of partner thing.
1: Yes, is and that, that he- justice is served, and we need not look into any further form of of uh, judicial action for it. No sir, It's
0: a fake wrestling match. Understood. It's a,
1: uh, abs- absolutely i see no better i see no but be- hey i'm i'm I, I, i'm I an expert in this okay in that in that my 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 partner is is a pending lawyer uh i totally know what i'm talking about
0: yes yeah, she would understand the, the clearly absolutely. the best legal system anyway absolutely. uh the third match of the show we get uh, jericho and christian versus Bubba ray and jeff hardy for the world tag team titles
1: yeah yeah Bubba Ray comes out and everyone's like huh also uh Dudley uh gotta appreciate Dudley's brilliant strategy of of cutting out coming out second after what happened last time he's like I ain't risking that like, shit no and, no 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 and of course we also have to show three different angles on that time Bubba Ray got a concussion because yeah totally no big deal except we can exploit it for some drama points so just stay classy WWE yep. uh
0: 2002 thoughts on concussions not great
1: Not that it's, you know, it's okay. Uh, it's, it's uh, you'll walk it off. You
0: know, yeah, your bell rungs a little bit, but
1: it's great to exploit for drama, but eh, who really fucking cares? No, but, uh, but yeah, Jeff Hardy of all people comes out and man, I really wish we'd gotten just like in TNA last week, actual backstage segments, because I would love to know the journey that Bubba Ray Dudley went on to acquire Jeff motherfucking Hardy yeah, as a like, tag team partner. Like
0: they, they call this out on commentary that like Bubba Ray, the Dudleys and the Hardys hate each other. Like this is crazy. That yeah. Jeff Hardy is teaming up with Bubba Ray Dudley and it would have been really sweet to see how he got to that point that but, he got a Hardy he, boy to team up with him.
1: Who has time for that when we need to include such essential moments as triple h doing ventriloquism with the katie vick sex doll yeah. i mean i mean priorities people yeah. come on uh but yeah uh jeff hardy shows up and all of a sudden you take away bubba Ray dudley and you have like three-fourths of a legends only aew tag match as hell you yeah
0: and match is awesome
1: it's, yeah it's very- it, yeah it legitimately it legitimately is actually a really good match i mean of course Edge or not, not Edge. Christian and Jericho have phenomenal in ring chemistry together. They were a tag team for a reason. And they work really well off mm-hmm. each other. And Bubba Ray Dudley and Jeff Hardy work surprisingly quite well together. They, they, they have coordinated teamwork. They even, even Bubba Ray sets up for for the for the matt hardy half of of the like hardy boy spots of like getting down on all fours and and allowing jeff to springboard off him
0: yeah and then also they do bubba they do dudley boy spots because he sets he he does the bit where he does it's of the what's up with devon and then and jeff hardy drop kicks i think jericho i know it was christian christian in the taint instead of a headbutt to the ball. Yeah. but And then he tells Jeff Hardy to get the tables.
1: Yes. Yeah, Jeff Hardy's like, he seems a little lost, but he's like, okay. Sure, Uh, fuck it. Yeah, sure. Why, Why not? Bubba Ray clearly trying to get into a... Uh, meditative state by getting these tables also at one point the ref gets knocked out It's one of those moments i really have to wonder why the fuck don't matches just get immediately de- dq'd when the ref gets knocked out like we attack the ref that like that's a dq sure but like we just knock him out i, I mean he, he's not calling it we i guess, I we guess we're just gonna keep going about it
0: we gotta keep going. I mean, what do you want? Uh,
1: the, the the what the ref says goes, and if he ain't saying nothing, well then nothing goes, right? I mean, it's yeah, like to me.
0: Yeah, I guess.
1: Anyway. Yeah, the, uh,
0: the match works. Really, they work really well together. It's a lot of fun. Uh, three. Yeah, honestly,
1: I was sitting here thinking it would be really metal if they like did it. If they if they did it so that. They gave the tag titles to this mismatched odd couple team. That would be such an interesting like story setup and a really cool thing and unique thing to explore. I don't know if people have ever done that before, mm-hmm. but it, it'd be kind of really dope if they if they tried something like that. It would
0: have been dope if they had been tag champions, even if it was only for three minutes.
1: <laughs> but bam!
0: Because here comes three-minute warning to ruin all of our fun. Uh, they yeah. continue, they're they like, oh, we're not done fucking with you, Bubble Ray, actually. Yeah. And they interfere in the, about the middle of the match. Mm-hmm. But then here we get to the ending point here is that three-minute warning – grabs a spike Dudley and is like hanging him upside down. They're going to drop him all like six inches at most <laughs> onto, the, on, onto the stage.
1: Hey, but, Bubba Ray is very sensitive about head injuries right now. I mean, I'm look, sure. I know they're no big deal, but, but he's personally very, very concerned.
0: Fair, fair. But this causes Bubba Ray to go stock off and go try to save his brudda. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this leaves jeff hardy he goes for the swanton bomb i was kind of expecting jericho and christian to break it up but they Mm -hmm. don't they don't hardy hits the swanton bomb on jericho i'm thinking holy shit did bubba ray dudley and jeff hardy win the tag titles at one point and i didn't know about it but then christian pulls the referee out of the ring as he's counting
1: yeah, and, and, and no DQ for that either. The ref is fully conscious this time, but still, no DQ. Nah, ref, what are you doing?
0: Nah, fuck that. And mm. then uh, Chris Jericho hits Jeff Hardy with the tag title belt, and then he hits him with the Lion Salt for the win. Chris Jericho and Christian have somehow retained the tag team titles.
1: Heal bullshit, gonna heal bullshit
0: yep a very
1: very pretty good match otherwise though honestly yeah no i mean even with the heel bullshit it makes sense in the story that was actually a really good match like it wasn't anything like super crazy but it was like but like it was unique and it was Mm -hmm. well worked i mean yeah props i am content with that good job see so much to love in this episode
0: (laughs) yeah so next we get jonathan coachman interviewing triple h about the match later and he asked Triple H about it, and Triple H admits that he is scared because he saw what Katie Vick did, but uh, Kane did to Katie Vick last week, and he he is he is, ar- ar- he is he is trying to argue that he is afraid that Kane might like just whip his dick out and start fucking Triple H in the casket.
1: Yeah, if it turns out we weren't going for for homophobic anal insertion jokes for the triple h surgery segment we're definitely going for homophobic like gay prison rape jokes here good job
0: ye yeah it's it's rough this is him being like hey trust me i'm not your type
2: it Uh, was a different time
0: anyway jonathan coachman decides to not dignify any of that with a response in any way and just moves on uh, with asking about Shawn Michaels and mm-hmm. then how Shawn Michaels is coming. And whoa, tri- Triple H has got other, apparently has other coming to worry about
2: yeah. right
0: now. But wow. Triple H is not scared at all in his mind. He's like, you know what? I, those, I, you saw those two, you saw what I did to Shawn. He's not 100%. I'm not worried about it. Mm hmm. And so we get we obnoxiously hearing this loud cell phone ringing from that the locker room that Triple H is standing in front of.
1: Which how are we hearing that sound so clearly through like the heavy metal door in the locker room? I I guess Triple H just has the world's most powerful ringer. Okay.
0: Sure. So then we cut to another F view camera footage of the night where uh triple h is on the phone with rick flair and rick flair is telling him hey i can't make it to raw tonight because i got
1: oh that was rick that's- flair
0: that's yeah he was talking to rick flair and he's like hey man why you <laughs> not at raw yeah, he's mentions Rick a
1: couple oh, of times, okay. Okay, and he's and-
0: like, "Hey, he's like, hey, what are you talking about? Like, why are you not at Raw?" And Flair is like, "He had flight troubles due to weather," mm-hmm. to which I casually threw in while we're watching, uh, as being a joke that he is instead just having sex somewhere. he found a bar, is what. Or the, flight or- tru- the weather issues. He found a bar, right? uh, or or
1: he's just he's just molesting another poor airline attendant
0: uh so point being Ric Flair will not be here tonight
1: surely yep, that will not the fuck's camera this is
0: yeah and I'm sure that that will not be a problem for Triple H in the moment yeah, so then we cut backstage to Al Snow with Chris Nowinski who Chris Nowinski is in a game of chess with an old man because this is how you show that a character is smart
1: was that an old man we know or was that just some random old man that was just
0: some random old dude wait
1: what the hell
0: (laughs) yeah so and then of course chris nowinski when the old man walks away because al snow kicks him out so he can talk to him he like moves a chess piece off the board yeah (laughs) He,
1: he, he can't help but get one more steal he's like ah fucking show off
0: yeah so Al Snow is with Chris Nowinski as we continue this longest-running storyline that I don't care about.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, where Al Snow is like, man, I've, I've defended you. I've stuck by you. Like when everyone said that you got a bad attitude and you're a punk, but you're one of my kids. From yeah. Enough. I, and I stuck by you. but he said, uh, your behavior lately, you know, I'm sticking by you, but, you know, you know this is proof that w- – the tough enough winner, I picked the right winner, Maven over you, and that you're an obnoxious, arrogant prick. And Chris Nowinski is like, dude, I would have been a success here with or without tough enough, so I don't need you. <laughs> and in fact, I don't need you now. You know what? Is like he boasts that he can beat anybody of Al Snow's choosing, and Al Snow. All he requests is that Al Snow is out there tonight with him, so he can see for himself that Chris Nowinski doesn't need him.
1: Yeah, and then he proceeds to call Al Snow "dad," and it wasn't oh, yeah, just you know, the, the "my kids" thing again that I realized. Man, he's just taking that "you're one of my kids" thing really. He literally. is so
0: far. He called yeah he he called Chris Nowinski his kid like three or four times in the speech. I glim, I glim I you know I you know we I skimmed past it because it's like okay, dude.
1: Chris Nowinski and Al Snow both joining the, the proud ranks of people on this episode who definitely don't have some issues they need to work through.
0: Yeah, so uh, Eric Bischoff comes out, and he announces he is, a, he is all excited. He's talking about He hypes up that Scott Steiner is, is here soon.
1: Yeah. Okay. So two two quick notes here. First of all, as, as Bishop Bischoff comes out, we get yet another shot as, you know, as you do of the ringside audience. And I really realized this time that the casket is like pushed up against like part of the divider gate. And it must've been a pain in the ass to peer over that casket. Cause in this particular shot, you like see the eyes of the audience, just barely making it over the casket. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, fuck, I hope they got a discount for obstructed view or something. Jesus. Uh, also, yeah, shout out to Bish over here cutting a big Papa pump promo, specifically in Michigan. I hope probably to pacify the Michigan crowd. Like, he's not here tonight. We're, we're, we're really promoting that he's not fucking here tonight, but, he's, but he, he'll be here soon. He is indeed coming.
0: He is coming. Mm-hmm. So many people are coming on this episode.
1: Indeed, so much. There's so, so much. So,
0: so much many people coming. coming. Including is that he talks about the the trade of Big Show to SmackDown means that Stephanie gave him quite a lot of talent to in it to to pay for the Big Show and they will all be coming soon.
1: Mm-hmm. Who would she end up giving him?
0: I don't remember. Fair enough. Who is in storyline is traded to Raw, uh, but Eric Bischoff then admit then Eric Bischoff. I thought this F you thing was gonna be like. A long term mystery plot,
1: yeah. If, no, if anything, I wouldn't be surprised if they were just like, ah, there's a convenience stalker came back here, who fucking cares?
0: Yeah, like a lot like GTV actually, a couple of years prior. The same difference, basically. <laughs> oh my there,
1: god,
0: there was a plan for that, and then then nobody, and then they plans fell through, so they just it just kind of dropped,
1: it just kind of <laughs> petered out,
0: yeah, just kind of petered out, and we didn't mention it ever again. Um, but Eric Bischoff is it announces that he is the one who set up the F view camera yeah because he gotta got he's gotta have eyes and ears everywhere and stir up some shit and he and to make sure you understand the joke, which admittedly I didn't understand the joke until I said it out loud at David and David pointed out that that's the joke.
1: Yeah, I it didn't is, realize until I heard Austin say it out loud either. Mm-hmm. but yeah
0: he says that if anyone doesn't like it, well, there's a reason. He calls it the FU and, camera.
1: And Lawler finds this hilarious because, of course, he does. Yep.
0: Yeah. And then Eric Bischoff transitions to talk about Survivor Series and the Elimination Chamber. And yeah. he says he will explain the Elimination Chamber next, next week.
1: And, he, and he gets booed for it. And then he proceeds to pretty much explain Elimination he, he gives Chamber. A lot and of and he gives a lot he gives of a information lot about, about it. it. A lot of hints about but elimination he, chamber he
0: explains that it will be a combination of survivor series the royal rumble and a personal favorite of eric bischoff's war games which is an which is a wcw nwa
1: gimmick what is this a crossover episode yeah that has
0: since been you know it's it's like ever anyone can kind of do the gimmick of the of war games so you've seen the kind of in mlw nxt did it AEW does it but it calls it blood and guts
1: uh, he, wait what is war games again
0: uh it is there are two rings teams of five or four come in in, in um, come in, in in sequences so it's it goes like the first two members of war game first two one member of each team comes out then another member of one team comes out and then another member of the other team comes out after some time later you can't win the match until everybody's in the ring. And the only way to win the match in, a, in traditional war game rules is by submission or by surrender. Jesus. Yeah, it's a whole big thing. It's is pretty much a it, it NWA. It basically started in the NWA as a way to like kick the ass of the Horsemen. Is let let all the baby faces form a super team and fight the Horsemen in a steel in a giant steel cage they can't run away from
1: oh my god so just originated is essentially a handicap measure
0: (laughs) it's not a handicap match it's still 4v4
1: no no but a handicap measure for the baby faces to finally be able to fucking take down the horseman yeah
0: yeah Yeah. uh another important part of the gimmick is that the babe is the heels always win the coin toss to decide who gets whose team gets to go in first so that because there must always be more heels in the mats than baby
1: faces always always wait so it is the tiniest little bit of a handicap match
0: yeah anywho uh the that is now he and now eric bischoff announces that the fighters in the uh elimination chamber match will be for the world title will be triple h chris jericho booker t rob van Dam, kane and sean michaels this sean yes. this will be sean michaels big return match and then eric bischoff kind of gives sean an ultimatum for some weird reason where he's basically like sean you're gonna get revenge on triple h on my terms none of this sneaking in and attacking people bullshit you're gonna you're gonna oh, wait Lord, you're, you're gonna mean. wait till survivor series and fight him then and you have a week to accept my terms
1: man I really feel like a dumb dumb for not seeing what they were building up to with all this, but okay.
0: Yeah, so then Booker T interrupts, and then Booker T is kind of like, "Hey, dog, thanks for putting me in the elimination chamber. The five time, five time, five time, five time, five time, five time. WCW champion's gonna win, but also get get out of here. <laughs>
2: Please,
1: yeah. no one yeah. wants
0: to hear you anymore."
1: Also, um, th- there, there were a shout out to the people in the audience who had like the full ass, like five to five different five time. Yeah. Po- it was really great. And since you pointed it out, I, I feel like it needs to be shared the shout out to, oh God, it's, it's heartbreaking. The worst ruthless aggression gimmick, you know, has a, has a funny sign with HLA at JLA, the Joe Lewis arena. God fucking Yeah, I, I, I actually I actually
0: kind of thought that one was kind of clever.
1: That was actually kind of funny. Fuck you.
0: Yep. So then, after Booker T skew- shoes Bischoff out of the ring, he he challenges Chris Nowinski up front. So that I guess that's going to be the match.
1: Yeah, uh, Chris didn't even need to go looking for the match; he got it for the fuck for himself.
0: Yeah. So, the match is Booker T versus Chris Nowinski. It's terribly short. And as I've mentioned earlier on this, uh, previously on this podcast, I think Chris Nowinski is boring. So, I don't care.
1: Chris Nowinski is pretty boring. Booker T is fun enough. But yeah, Nowinski doesn't do all that much for me.
0: And then quickly, Al Snow attacks Chris Nowinski because you see, that is a DQ win for Chris
1: Nowinski. I really want to know something here about, okay, so Al Snow kicks Nowinski's ass to DQ Booker T. Was that a deliberate, a very deliberate move on Al Snow's part? Yes.
0: Yes. He was there to, he was ensuring that Chris won.
1: Okay. I thought for a second that chess motif was coming into play and that Nowinski invited Al Snow to ringside to try to piss him off and bait him into attacking Nowinski. No, that's uh, not the read. That's not for, the read the the I DC got. One. I was like, "Fuck the 5D chess," maybe he actually is smart. But no, damn. that's not the read. That's not
0: the read on it. I got.
1: Yeah, Larry. Yes.
0: And then Booker T just kicks both their asses, and that's the end of the segment.
1: What fucking chomps. Uh, man. This out. is
0: this. We're, we're, this show is. Oh, grind into a halt uh, as we we then move to our fifth match of the evening: Trish Stratus versus Jacqueline versus Molly Holly for the women's title.
1: Uh, yeah, and we get a solid triple threat match out of this one. Uh,
0: before we get to that, this is when we do the ad read for several pe- for several uh, companies, including the original Xbox. But I made specific note of Lugs, where the tagline is "Hit the streets, lug style."
1: Uh, What the fuck? I didn't even notice that. What the hell?
0: It was so stupid that I felt like I had to mention it. Also, things so stupid I felt I had to mention Jerry Lawler on commentary getting, honestly, his weirdest. I didn't know he could get this weird, to be honest. But as the match is starting, he brings up on commentary that he had a nightmare last night. He had a nightmare where he was six months old and Trish Stratus was his mother. (laughs) And he proceeds to talk about how he was a, you know, he wasn't, he was a bottle baby. So Trish Stratus was his mother and he was unable to breastfeed from her. Wait, this is a Jerry Lawler thing that he said on commentary for all to hear. I completely the fuck missed that. Yeah, I have a better. I hear audio better than you do. I think this is because it comes from my computer, Naturally, uh, you know, d- d- directly. So I had to hear Jerry Lawler explain this nightmare, where he is Tris Stratus's baby, but he is unable to breastfeed
2: from her. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I couldn't believe what I was hearing.
1: Jerry Lawler, definitely not also a man with many issues. It's
0: okay. I'm calm. I'm very calm. I can't believe we're talking about, I couldn't believe that I was hearing jerry lawler talk about perving on his hypothetical mother on commentary
1: oedipus what's an oedipus i've never <laughs> heard of that before jerry
0: lawler definitely has never heard of oedipus
1: <laughs> you know what he probably definitely hasn't Fuck. Oh, so boy.
0: anyway we have the match uh it's fun for what it is for how long it is but it's not very long at all
1: yeah, no. I mean, it's like, look, perspective, always better than divas era. Always. Now, better all the than divas
0: all era. the women are very athletically talented, and especially <clears throat> Jacqueline. And as such, like the match is a lot of fun to watch.
2: Yeah, just, no. I mean, it's it
0: just great. lasts like three minutes at lo- at most. Probably yeah. shorter. I would. I don't. I don't. St- I haven't stopwatch since the divas era, but so I don't know how long this match went. But it was no, short. But-
1: I mean, I mean, I mean, a lot of the, to be fair, a lot of the matches, even the non-lady matches on this one, too short. Needed uh, needed a lot more time to flesh out, you know, a proper story. But who's got time for that? When we have Triple H doing the fucking, doing, doing sex doll shenanigans. That's fine.
0: Yeah. So Trish wins by managing to hit both women at the same time with the stratus faction. That is her bulldog uh, choke off the top rope. It was pretty sweet. Uh, she wins the match, but the whole time, Victoria, that that crazy woman, was uh, still standing there, stalking. She still wants Trish. She still wants that title. Mm-hmm. And I sure. even wrote, she even watched the match realistically.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, just kind of staring and le- standing there and leering at it.
0: Well, yeah. See, this is something that I, I, a trope that people call out all the time is that basically in an attempt to both let the re- let the audience still watch the match, but also to have the wrestlers cheat out so you can see their facial expressions, mm-hmm. is frequently WWE films wrestlers watching TV as them like standing perpendicular with the television and then yeah. kind of like turning their head sideways to look at it. A way that no human being has ever watched. intently watched television that way. That's that's the way you watch TV when you're in the hospital in the hospital waiting <laughs> room, and kind of just want to glance up at what random cable channel is on right now.
1: Damn, I guess, uh, I guess, I guess uh, uh, Victoria has uncovered the secrets. She's too powerful.
0: Yep, she can watch television like a normal person.
1: Witchcraft.
0: Yep, uh, so then we move on to the main event of the evening, Triple H versus Kane in a casket match. And who's to say what it is? Could it be that we've already on this podcast watched the greatest casket match ever? Could it be that I don't care about Triple H and Kane as a storyline because, well, we've been here. Could it be? that Triple H and Kane are both kind of slow, methodic wrestlers, and so together, they just have a really slow match.
1: Mm -hmm. Either
0: way, was not a fan of this match at all, really.
1: I I don't mind big hoss battles. Sometimes they can be really fun. This one, I... Yes. Yes, I I agree. I I was like, this is technically proficient work, and it's fine. I'm going to... Put a pin in that for now. Yeah, but, it was just but, yeah. very boring. To yeah, me. Kane, Kane like, and we get some okay things. but Kane does like an Undertaker spot, and then like the whole Hogan spot of no selling for a punch. Um But yeah, he does like the sit up, and I'm like, hey, that's Saker's thing. But okay, I Yay. guess. But yeah, I got. It. I just, I didn't, I didn't feel it after mm. after all this. It doesn't feel special it doesn't this doesn't feel like a deep personal grudge coming to a head yeah it just feels like a pretty okay casket match on raw What
2: well, i think
0: it. I, i think i kind of point that out last time is that like all that shit went down and then in the main event there was a six-man tag or not a six-man tag it was a tag it was a regular tag match with kane involved and it didn't really feel to me like he was particularly like pissed off or or like aggressive. It just yeah. felt like normal Kane wrestling.
1: Yeah, this should have been a magnum opus in some ways. It should have been mm-hmm. blading. There should have these I mean this was this was this was a prank that got way too out of hand and fucked with everyone for a few weeks with the most indignant shit we have ever seen on WWE TV. But no, it just felt normal and hell, if anything Kane's goofy as it was Kane's aligned to Triple H before fucking closing the car trunk on him last time felt more climactic than this mm-hmm. I, it feels to me almost as though they had that line and they were like let's do that and they realized wait shit we didn't clo- close this out with two big boys fighting in the ring we need to close this out with two big boys fighting in the ring well guess we'll do that yeah. Okay. It, okay. okay it,
0: Yeah, I agree. This doesn't really have the vibe of like this feud is stupid and shitty as as it is. Like it should, in ostensibly, be a storyline where these guys really hate each other and really want to try to kill each other. And yeah. I just didn't really get that vibe. Not in this match.
1: No, it just felt like a normal match, and that was it. I mean, is that it? Is is this, is this life? Fuck. Yeah, I, don't, I, I don't know. I guess if I have to
0: appreciate anything is that a casket match is thematically appropriate.
1: Yeah. Well, I pointed that out earlier and I still, again, Eric Bischoff's poetic brilliance for, for bringing out the casket theme once again, not at all a dumb, crass visual. It's fine. <laughs> Well,
0: the match does kind of get interesting by the end as the who should pop out of the
1: casket, but Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels truly coming everywhere, including in a casket. Just like triple H. Just like his dear friend, the king. Yeah. Oh,
0: before we proceed to the end, I would like to, David thought I was hilarious for saying this in the middle of the match. So I guess I will repeat it is that. In the middle of the match, T- Jerry Lawler is ranting about Katie Vick, and and says that you know clearly is that she clear she didn't care about Kane, she didn't like hanging out with him. He's a weirdo. Is the only reason she hung out with him is because he had a cool car mm-hmm. and. I, as I mentioned to David, is I feel some kind of instinctual desire to argue with Jerry Lawler about this because it's <laughs> stupid. But then also I realized that if I did that, I am arguing with Jerry Lawler about Katie Vick. So, you know.
1: Yeah, th- that's the power of this arc, Austin. It sucks you in. And it, it tricks you into devoting mental fortitude, well, well-needed well resources on thinking about this and engaging with it oh boy yeah oh so, boy i love this arc
0: there's so Shawn michaels he shows up hits the sweet chin music on triple h and then Payne yeah. gets up and Shawn michaels dips it's kind of hilarious
1: uh, yeah yeah it was actually i have to say it was kind of a cool spot Shawn Michaels like pops out of the casket out of nowhere and like wow they actually like kind of set up for that pretty well throughout the yeah. episode and it, it made for a cool surprise and like okay yeah that that was cool and then we actually get a really funny spot where Shawn Michaels knocks Kane the fu- or Triple H uh, the fuck out and then Kane sits up Shawn Michaels sees this and then he shrugs and is like eh, my work here's done. and then like dips out of the ring like oh it almost felt like Bugs Bunny ish mm-hmm. and it's actually really fucking funny and like, oh okay, oh, oh, okay, and and Kane beats him. Kane's able to beat Triple H, and then walk off into the fire everywhere and proverbial sunset. And I have to say, that that Michael spot, that that HBK spot, was actually kind of awesome. And honestly, it's just kind of even more insulting to all of. That all of the shit we just experienced, because at the end of it all, it just ends up being a fucking vehicle for HBK's revenge spot. That's it. Got out of this, and
0: the show ends with not Kane celebrating his win, but but with Shawn Michaels Michaels, on top of the casket, goddamn little dancing.
1: And I wish I could have enjoyed that moment fully, if not for the fact. That we ended with a fucking insult to all the bullshit we had to slog through to get here just to bring Shawn Michaels back because the fucking WrestleMania angle fell through and, and... And it's fine. (laughs) So close. It's actually kind of fine because Kane walks the fuck off into the sunset and so does the storyline never to be seen again. And Oh boy, did it hurt that, that, that WWE turned to the fucking camera and said, this is such a waste of everybody's time. And it was so deeply awful and offensive that we need to quickly shift gears and make this a Shawn Michael spot, but, but it's done now and it's over and we are moving on and fuck. I feel nothing. I didn't, I didn't get, really all that angry and that's i feel i feel nothing in general and that's okay this is this is what wrestling is (laughs) sometimes feeling nothing No, no 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 it's what what it is is it's it's wild and it's nuts and it's eclectic and and sometimes you get shit that's it's it's real shit like it's 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 bad it can be really bad and it's awful and it's infuriating and you just want to but then it's over and then you move on to something new and better and if you want to unless it's something that's like got big long rippling impact a lot of times you don't ever have to think about it again there's almost like a beauty to this, you know, mm-hmm. at the you end know, of it's, this, it's, it's, I, I, I don't quite feel nothing. Mm-hmm. I feel okay.
0: Fuck. I guess, I guess that is one of the beautiful things about the fact that wrestling is never ending is that, you know, there is no game of Thrones season eight. There's no, how I met your mother season 10 or nine or whatever it was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: you can't just, at wrestling storylines end poorly sure wrestling <laughs> careers can end poorly sure but the show of pro wrestling raw smackdown dynamite nxt impact nitro hardcore tv they all just keep on chugging along everything bad can easily just be forgotten the next week
1: damn it's kind of a beauty to all this, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, and we're 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 privileged, obviously. We get to we get to mm-hmm. step away from this. But hell, I mean, by all accounts of what you've given me, once this episode was done, they never did Katie Vick ever again or anything. We, we, it's done, and we're moving on. We we cleanly transitioned into the Shawn Michaels Triple H feud, and we don't ever have to think about this again. Wow, this was. The worst thing we ever watched for the show. Let me be clear, by Absolutely. far, this was the worst thing. And at time, I was I I hated a lot of like this was mm-hmm. awful and insulting and deeply offensive and infuriating to no end. But at, yet, at the end of it all, we keep moving on. We we, we we keep moving forward, and it's kind of the perfect distillation of everything wrestling is. You do the thing, and maybe it sucks, but fuck, you move on and you keep watching, and hopefully next time it'll be something you enjoy a little bit more. Yeah. Damn, I f- can't believe that at the end of all of this, awful what a shit, hopeful
0: note we just ended this all on.
1: We just, we just managed to end the fucking Katie Vick arc on a meaningful, optimistic note. Hmm. Hell yeah
2: yeah and it feels I,
0: okay I, I i can have my own thoughts about i was gonna have my own thing to say about you know katie vick arc as a whole but honestly i think i think i'd rather end on that
1: huh. feels good doesn't it yeah i i feel happy
2: yeah
0: okay. and here and I, will, I will attempt to keep you feeling happy david because it's time now to describe what our next arc in this time slot in this slot in our schedule will be uh <laughs> We are staying in the Ruthless Aggression era. Uh, Now hold on hold your horses. All right. So I gave earlier, this is a little full of foreshadowing from earlier folks, set up and pay off. (laughs) I talked about a ton of storylines from the Ruthless Aggression era that could be considered crass and stupid.
2: Mm -hmm. Terrible. Mm -hmm. But
0: there is one storyline I chose to not mention. In two thousand and five, specifically leading to SummerSlam two thousand and five, is you see in wrestling there's a lot of things that kind of get settled in the ring that may or may not should have been settled in the ring. We talk about it a lot on this show. That this fucking this whole fucking Katie Vick thing, like there's like murder attempts and fucking court and fucking mannequins. That all gets settled in a match. And when you talk about weird shit that you should not be settling in a ring there's kind of one example that most people go to at SummerSlam 2005 eddie guerrero and ray mysterio had a ladder match the winner of that match would gain custody of young dominic mysterio yeah. this in a special six part story arc we will be covering that whole crazy fucking storyline
1: yes fucking finally i have been waiting holy shit oh my god goddamn really truly d- indeed we watch some awful shit and then we move on and goddamn are we gonna have some fun with this one buckle up folks we're in for a wild fucking ride
0: (laughs) absolutely so that will be a few weeks from now we start that up but next time on the noobs and knockouts podcast we return to aew as the women's eliminator tournament continues as this time we reach the semi finals. However, that is only, there are only two matches because well, it's the semi finals. That's what that word means. Uh,
1: yeah, so that is how it happens.
0: There are only two matches in the tournament, but don't worry. We have some bonus matches to watch as Ooh. well. <clears throat> I'll keep my lid I'll keep my lips sealed on that for the time being. <laughs> But that is for next time. Until then, David, hit our
1: plugs. Oh, yes, sir. My friends, my dear, dear friends, thank you for once again joining us on yet another episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast. We are so delighted that you decided to join us. (laughs) If you are, uh, no no matter if you're... uh, Uh, First-time listener, returning listener, we're just happy to have you here. If you are a returning listener, well, you know the drill. Thanks again for once again welcoming us back into your eardrums, your eyeballs, whatever you use to consume our content. It's great to have you here. If you're a first-time listener, viewer, what have you, thank you so much for joining us. We are so delighted to have you here. We here at the Noobs and Knockouts podcast like to think we are friendly to both noobs and knockouts alike. So whether you're brand new to the wild, wacky world of wrestling or you're an entrenched veteran of this whole thing... Uh, we, we just hope you've had a good time here and you want to keep coming back and having a good time with us. If you'd like to continue to have a good time with us and you're not entirely sure how to do so, well, not to worry, my friends, I have you covered. First of all, you can find us on YouTube. We are the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on YouTube. Hit subscribe, ring that bell, make sure it turns a nice little solid color so you get notifications every single time we drop a brand new episode. Uh, like, comment, uh, add us to your playlist. Check out our playlist. Austin has been kind enough to organize every single Single, our company era, etc., that we follow into their own little playlist. So if you want to check out one kind of thing on its own, you can do that without having to do a whole lot of skipping around. It's really cool. And on our more recent episodes, you can see our lovely faces. Uh, you can you can see our beautiful HUD that we've got set up. You can see the little visual gags that we throw in. You can see david do an actual irl spit take at the beginning of this episode (laughs) it's a it's a good time so come find us on youtube noobs and knockouts podcast but of course for the audio only listeners we also have options for you uh we have uh we are of course on three of the best places to find your podcast and that would be spotify google and apple Podcasts. check us out there rate us review us download us just, uh, you, you know the drill. Just come have a good time. Let the algorithm know that they and, and other people know, hey, these, these guys are probably worth talking about. That nice little five star review or good review, uh, uh, five star rating or good review, if you uh, can see yourself to it, would mean the world to us. So check us out. Download us, Noobs and Knockouts podcast, Spotify, Google, and Apple podcast. Of course, also, there is uh, the more direct ways to interact with us than just listening to our malevolent tones week after week. Uh, first of all, of course, is the Twitter, our main social media platform. You can find us at uh, Noobs and NoxPod on Twitter. That's Noobs, the letter N, at NoxPod on Twitter. Come check us out there. We we put dank memes. We, we engage with broader wrestling fandom discourse. We post every single time we drop a brand new episode so you guys know what the hell's going on. And, of course, the highlight of our Twitter is Weekly Wrestling Live tweeting, my friend, what is on the docket coming up?
0: course every wednesday night as per usual it is aew dynamite on tbs uh david and i both watch this live it is the one show we consistently watch live every week and so either one of us could be live tweeting at any given time at any given week uh in addition uh, we have we usually cover aew impact wrestling and wwe pay-per-view events so upcoming on that on may 8th <clears throat> is WWE WrestleMania Backlash. It's like Backlash, but they put WrestleMania in front of it. Indeed, indeed. Yes, yeah, so upcoming, we have a few, uh, a, 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 some decent matches up in here. Uh, we have Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey in an I Quit match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, Drew McIntyre and RK Bro, that is the Randy Orton and Riddle, and yeah. versus The Bloodline, that's Roman Reigns and The Usos. Uh, we have uh, uh, Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins, adrenaline in our souls. This it's joke is played out, yes. Uh, AJ Styles versus Edge in a WrestleMania rematch, uh, and Bobby Lashley versus Omos in a big dude boss fight. Uh, indeed, upcoming indeed. for AEW is double or nothing at May 29th. Upcoming, the main thing so far we have for that is the men men's Owen Hart Cup tournament and the women's Owen Hart Cup tournament will have their final matches on Double or Nothing. But not just that, we now know for sure uh, it's official, it's happening. Adam Page, the Hangman, versus CM Punk for the AEW World Championship.
1: Hell yeah gonna be dope shit
0: yep so and then oh yeah I'm well, impact wrestling of course on june 19th is slam celebrating ah. the 20th anniversary of impact wrestling it's kind of crazy to think that tna has lasted that long
1: to be it's honest it's kind of dope though
0: yeah it's great but yeah that is what is upcoming for us uh, going forward
1: absolutely so be sure to check us all out there it's a great time over on the twitter we love our weekly live tweeting hell half the time austin and i are kind of at least to some extent double teaming a little bit on on Mm -hmm. wednesdays and hey if i'm feeling spicy sometimes i'll even i'll even do some live tweeting on fridays as well it's some rampage action (laughs) uh it's a great time you know if, if you like listening to us ramble about wrestling here you'll enjoy it over on the twitter austin of course. He knows what the hell he's talking about. He's really insightful. His stuff is great. I'm just, you know, shit posting and vibes posting as usual, no matter what. It's a fun time over on the Twitter. So come check us out there, Noobs and Knocks Pod on Twitter. Then, of course, is our email address. You can email us directly at noobsandknockoutspod at gmail.com. Come say hi to us over there. Tell us what you like about the show, what you don't like, things you want to see more of, less of, specific requests you have for arcs, companies, storylines, eras, wrestling, adjacent media, whatever. Uh... Just come yell at us for our hot takes or tell us how brilliant and based we are. Uh, uh, tell us that you'd like hearing our beautiful dulcet tones slow you to sleep week, week after week. Wh- whatever. We just love talking to people. We love saying hi. Uh, we, we would love for you to come say hi to us over at noobsandknockoutspod at gmail.com. And then, of course, finally, there is our Patreon. We are also the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on Patreon. $1 a month gets you early access to episodes and a shout-out at the end of each episode.
0: See y'all next time.
1: Hasta luego.